My name is Anthony Fatsis and welcome to the What The Finance podcast, where we interview finance, trading, investing experts to help you understand current market trends and learn about the intricacies of new and existing assets. Hello and welcome What The Finances to another episode of the What The Finance podcast, where we talk to experts to help gain a greater understanding about what is happening in the world of finance, investing and markets. On today's podcast, I'm happy to welcome Jim Rogers, an absolute legend in the investing world and is very well known as the co-founder of the Quantum Fund uh, with George Soros. So Jim, thanks for joining the podcast today. I'm delighted to be here, Anthony. Good afternoon. Good Good morning, I guess, in London. Yeah, we're uh, uh, interviewing over quite a few different time zones, but that's fine. Uh, so, Jim, I guess uh, my first question is someone, you know, you've had many experience, uh, many years of experience in the markets. What are the key indicators that you search for when you're looking for a great investment opportunity? Oh, wouldn't it be easy if there were a single answer? Wouldn't it be easy if I could just look to page 37 and there was the answer? No, it's not easy. I mean, Anthony, there are many, many factors that go into whatever makes a good investment. I mean, when there's a disaster, I always perk up and look to see if that's an opportunity. In fact, in Asia, the Japanese and Koreans and the Chinese all have a word that means opportunity and disaster are the same thing. They've been around longer than we have. We don't have that word in English, but they have seen. So, it depends. It depends on what's going on there. Many times if a government does something, if a government decides to do something, even if they're wrong, they have a lot of money and so they can make it look good for a while. So there are many things that go into making such a decision. I wish it were easy. Yeah, don't we all? And are there any opportunities, I guess, you're watching at the moment that you think are looking interesting? Well, I... As I look around the world, I know bonds have never been this expensive in the history of the world. So bonds are certainly in a, in a bubble. Um, property in many countries has been turning into a bubble. Korea, New Zealand, many places because interest rates were so artificially low. Many stocks were turning into a bubble. I mean, Tencent went up every day. Amazon went up every day for a while. So stocks were certainly forming a bubble. The only thing that's cheap on a historic basis are real assets, commodities. Silver's down 60 or 70% from its all-time high. Sugar's down likewise. I mean, commodities are still cheap. Those are not bubble numbers when you're talking about being down 60 or 70% from its all-time high. Well, the only cheap assets I know right now are commodities. That does not mean others won't get cheap. I mean, Ukrainians... Shares are cheap right now. Russian shares are cheap because of the war. Uh, you have to be careful. So you see that's the major point for an opportunity, as you said, like uh, sort of in Asian countries, they're looking for that opportunity during a disaster. So I guess, do you think that potentially maybe not just those countries you mentioned, Ukraine and Russia, but maybe the whole world could be going towards a potential disaster? Well, in 19, I'm sorry, 2008, we had a big problem of, because of too much debt, Anthony. Well, since 2008, debt, or 2009, debt everywhere has skyrocketed. We've never had so much debt in anywhere in world history. So next time we have a problem, it's got to be the worst in my lifetime because the debt is so, so much higher now. I don't know when the disaster is going to come, but when it comes, 
it will be the worst in my lifetime because there's never been such debt any time in history. Yeah, it's concerning to think. So how will you know that the disaster has come? Oh, uh, I mean, I'll watch you. I'll watch, you. I'll watch <laughs> your program. Um, no, it'll be all over the evening news. Everybody will be screaming and saying, never going to invest in stocks again. It's rigged. It's a fraud. It's all artificial. Never, ever. You know, everybody will be despondent. Things will be going down a lot and there'll be despair everywhere. I mean, it's, it's happened before. It's not the first time we've had a bear market and the next one's going to be so bad because there's so much debt now, like never before. We have the debt as well as the inflation. So can you compare today to any other period? Do you see any comparisons? Well, history is never the same, but it often rhymes, as many people know. Um, the 70s were 1970s were a period of uh, high inflation, uh, but there are differences. The United States was still a creditor nation in the 1970s. There was no red China. I mean, there was red China, but it was different from today's red China. There was a Soviet Union. There is no Soviet Union now. So there are changes that and things that are different. But we do have high inflation. We do have even more debt now than ever before. So there are similarities, but always differences. Yeah, it's always evolving. So you mentioned that there's a lot of asset classes that are potentially in bubbles. I guess, is there any that you think might be the weakest link that we might see uh, drop further than others? And well, I guess the, the United States market has to, and bond market has to be the weakest just because things have gotten so, so out of control there. But everything, I mean, the Japanese have been printing money. The head of the central bank in Japan says he will print his word, unlimited amounts of money. And he has been printing unlimited amounts of money. So this is a problem that's affecting a lot of people in a lot of places. Yeah, definitely. It's, a, it's scary to think. So, um, you know, financial media, it's all been doom and gloom. So you believe that uh, the macro outlook is looking pretty bad as well, it seems like. You... Yes, but I want to emphasize that uh, there is no despair right now. I mean, there may be big rallies in the market. There's a lot of despair right now. And if people something happens to cause people to get less so uh, despondent we'll have a huge i mean let's say and this is not a prediction but if there were peace in ukraine everything would go up a lot for a while maybe the last rally but there's i have seen that when you have a lot of despair something usually comes along at least temporarily to get rid of the despair and cause a big rally so i'm not wildly I'm not selling short or anything today, but I know because I know I think I know that there could be a big rally on the horizon. Yes, yeah, uh, we've seen in the past that there have been these rallies during these bear markets. But it's interesting you mentioned before about how governments they can get away with uh, maybe making the wrong decision for quite a while. But we recently saw the UK government uh, brought in a new budget and <laughs> they try to decrease taxes. Oh, Anthony, it is the nature of governments to make this, the, the problems, make mistakes. That's why these guys go to work for the government. They can't get a real job. So they, you know, they get government jobs. It gives them a feeling of power, feeling of education, and then they start making mistakes and then all of us suffer. 
I mean, you look at Mr. Putin right now. He's he's made a terrible mistake, but I mean, Ukraine made a mistake too. But you know, both sides made a big mistake, and now both sides are suffering as well as you and me and half the world. Yeah, it's concerning to think. So, um, if we look at sort of your own portfolio, I guess, and what you're analyzing, are there any markets that you think are very underrated uh, for, from many professionals? Rather well, it's... Ukraine. I would like to invest in Ukraine. I would like to invest in Russia. It's my experience that when you invest in countries at war, especially if you're near the end of a war, you usually make a huge amount of money if you have staying power. Uh, Venezuela. Venezuela is a disaster. Unfortunately, Americans are subject to sanctions, so there's nothing much I can do about that kind of situation. But if you look around the world, there are places that are in bad shape. Uh, one place that's not in bad shape is Uzbekistan. I have made small investments in Uzbekistan. I'm starting to invest in Uzbekistan. It's a former Soviet republic. It was a disaster. Fortunately, the new people are changing it and we're running it the way you and I would run a country. So maybe there are some opportunities out there. Yes, it's really just, it's the risk reward there. I guess there's the reward could be massive because I guess, you know, there've been such disasters and everything's so cheap. Is that sort of what you're looking at? Well, if you can find things that where there's cheap, where it's very cheap and where there's positive change taking place, that's another thing that I look for when I'm making investments. You will usually make a lot of money. Yeah, I think that's a great way to look at it. So if we look at, um, you know, I guess, beginner uh, and professional investors, what are the greatest mistakes that you see people making over your career? Well, mine is... I'm bad at timing. I have learned that I'm not very good at timing. I always try when I decide it's time to invest in something, I realize I better wait for a while because I'm so bad at timing. But many people make timing mistakes. Uh, if you can figure out how to solve the timing problem, you'll be way ahead of, of most things. Um, another mistake that people make, including me, is doing investing without doing enough homework enough research you know investing in things we don't know about many people love hot tips but hot tips will ruin you uh, i tell people all the time don't and listen to hot tips and they will always in the end say oh okay you're right but just give me one hot tip just one give me one and i try to say they'll ruin you only invest in what you know a lot about Otherwise, you're going to make mistakes. Yeah, I think all of us have uh, <laughs> learned from our lessons there. So in terms of your due diligence in investment, what would that look like? I guess, how long would you spend? What would you do? Well, if you're talking about a company, you have to read annual. If you, if you read the annual report of a company you're investing in, you'll have done more than 90% of the people on Wall Street or the city of London. If you read the most of the annual report, you've done more than 95% of the investors. So do your research is the most important advice I can give you, even if you think you know a lot about an industry or a company. Do lots of research. There's no such thing as too much research. And even then you'll make mistakes, but at least you'll be way ahead of the game. Yeah, and in terms of risk management, I guess, how do you 
factor that into your investing. You said that you, you know, you've learned that you struggle to time the market, so you wait a little bit. But how else would you sort of have risk management? Well, some people, friends of mine, use stop losses. I do not use stop losses. I often wish I had, or often wish I did. But that's one way that smart people I know, you know, they if a stock goes down. 12%, everybody has a different number, then they automatically get out. That is certainly a good way to protect yourself. It has been for some people anyway. I don't use them. I wish, as I say, I wish I had sometimes. No, I just, when things start going against me, I just try to do much, much more research to see if I'm right or not and try to figure it out. Yeah, it's, as you said, it's just having that understanding and knowing and you know, markets might go down, but hopefully in the long term, you'll be uh, in, in a great position to benefit from, from the movements. Yeah, well, so. I hope. I hope. <laughs> it's always it. So you mentioned that you think the US is the weakest link and that it could have, uh, you know, experienced the worst, I guess, impact from any macro changes we see in the coming years. So how, do you think it'll be worse than 2008? And oh, why? yes, yes. 2008, we had a problem because of too much debt. I mean, you know, Anthony, look out the window. Since 2009, the debt everywhere has skyrocketed. Huge, huge increases in debt since 2009. So, no, it has to be worse. I don't see how it couldn't help it be worse. I mean, there's a simple facts. Debt caused gigantic problems in the past, and now debt is the highest in the world history. The next problem has to be a very serious problem and and worse. And that's even without war. If we have war, oh my gosh. Yeah, especially China, that's scary. So if we look after World War II, there was uh, lots of people coming home from war. There's obviously mass inflation and there was lots of debt as well. Do you think we might see that sort of inflation potentially to almost inflate away the debt? Or- well, we're already seeing a lot of inflation governments at the moment anyway said they're going to stop the inflation and they are trying to stop the inflation they think that will be good Uh, it will be good to stop inflation but somewhere along the line it's going to cause economic problems and they're going to panic and they're going to print money again so unfortunately it's going to take a while to solve this set of inflation because there's been so much money printing so much borrowing, so much spending all over the world. So this is not going to be a simple problem to end. In 1980, when they set out to stop that inflation from the 70s, United States Treasury bills, the yield was over 20%. That's not a typo, you know, over 20% on Treasury bills because things were so bad and it took drastic action to solve the problem. And it's going to take drastic action next time as well. Yeah, and I guess we've seen uh, with the UK, they're very, you know, these central banks now are very trigger happy. They're not going to do what they did in 2008 and wait and see if it resolves itself. They're going to jump in straight away and try and f- fix the markets. Well, I hope somebody solves the problem, but it's, got, it's going to be a mess, whoever does it and however they do it. Yeah, definitely. It's it's a very concerning time. So, Jim, thank you so much for your time today. I really appreciate it. Um, I, I guess my last question is, uh, what is one message that you'd like people to take away from our interview? Well, everybody should be very careful because it's been, in the U.S.'s case, the longest 
of time period number of years without a big serious economic problem doesn't mean it's not going to last 30 years 40 years but it never has problems are building up inflation everything debt so the next time we have a problem it's going to be very bad so i urge everybody please be attentive to what's going on do your research understand what's happening and if you understand what's happening you'll get very worried but if you get worried then you'll take action and you'll survive i mean so there were people who came out of the 1930s very successful so if you're prepared you can be successful yeah i think that's a great uh thing to take away for our interview so jim thanks again uh, if anyone wants to hear more about your work and what you do where are the best places for that be well, I don't have anything to sell, Anthony. I mean, I have a website, but it just gives my, it's some of my adventures and things. It's jimrogers.com, but, you know, I don't have anything to sell. So, sorry, I'm not much use. Oh, no, that's all right. You just uh, want to share your knowledge. It's a great, a great way to be. So, Jim, thanks again for your time. Thank you, Anthony. I look forward to doing it again sometime. Be careful. Definitely. Be worried. Be careful. Be careful. Be worried. Be very worried. Thank you so much for listening. And if you enjoyed the episode, please subscribe so you're notified when new podcasts are released. I hope you're leaving with some great value about investing, trading, and finance. See you on the next show.